Okay. Here we go. Now the Myers-Briggs, th this goes to your question that you were asking. The Myers-Briggs is just a personality test. It's not, it's not a skills test. It's not an interest test. It's only going to gauge your personality. And that's why you may find differences between interest tests and skills tests. Now, it's based on these four different scales, and nobody's 100% any of these scales. So some things may be very much like you, and some things on the scales might be very different than the way you are, because you might be kind of well-balanced in between on a few of these scales. So, or combinations. Now, here's the four scales. Either you're introverted or extroverted, intuitive or sensing, thinking, feeling, judging, perceiving. I'll explain what each one means. So it's not what you may normally consider what's a judging person. It's not that you're judgmental or something like that. So I'll explain what each term means. But these are the four categories and you'll fall somewhere in between each of these and the test will give you a label. It'll say either you're an I for introvert or you're an E for extrovert. It'll give you a label for each and it'll tell you how high of a score you have for each. So the first scale is going to be this introvert or extrovert scale and either you're going to be an I or an E. Now, it's not saying that you're the life of the party, that you're super extroverted in the common way that, we're th that we think. It's saying how you gather your energy. Right? So this test is saying you gather your energy, if you're an E, from the outer world of people and things. The I is from inner concepts, ideas and concepts. All right, now, here's extrovert. They, this is how you get, remember, this is how you gather your energy. So extroverts, gather, you gather your energy from being with people. Extroverts, they're more sociable, good at meeting people, work well with people, expressive. Now this is the thing. This isn't to say that introverts cannot do all these things. Many of you may be introverts. I'm sure you're excellent at meeting people. You're sociable, but it's how you gather your energy, remember. And it's saying that if you're an extrovert, then you would spend more, you'd have more energy doing social type activities. Where someone who's an introvert would be more drained. And the whole idea in a job is you want to be energized, not drained. Okay, so let's move on to the next one, which is introverted. Now, introverts are focused on the, the interior world of ideas, concepts. They work alone. They do more reading, writers. Now, these people can be very sociable. But if you're an introvert, it's just more of a draining type thing to do. Now, how many introverts do we have in here? Introverts. Now, does it give you a score of how high, like give a graph that you score fairly high, give you a number? Yeah, it does. On page two, it should give you a number. Who scores fairly high introvert? Fairly high. Tiffany, fairly high. What's your score? 19. And anybody higher than 19 on the introvert-extrovert scale? On extrovert. Okay, is anyone higher? Okay, now, how many extroverts do we have in here? Show, show me your hands for extroverts. And of course, the extroverts just pop their hand right up, right? Yeah, I'm an extrovert, no problem, right? Now, how many people do we have who are fairly high extroverts? You have 21, anybody in your 20s, 25, 16, that's fairly high. Okay, it means that, that you tend to get more energy, that, th that these things that I'm talking about are more like you. Some of you may be kind of balanced. You may have a three, a four, kind of right in the middle. That means sometimes you gather your energy from reading and from being alone and having some time to yourself and sometimes you want to be with people. Now, we use Tiffany as the example. 
for the introvert. You're going to be our introvert for this, this part of it. And Lynn will be our extrovert. Now, after a long day, say you, had a lot, you spent a lot of time being with people, you had a busy day, you get home. What's what, say, I can use Lynn as an example. Lynn, what's the first thing you do? What, what do you think you want to do? You had a lot of activity during the day. It was kind of a draining day. What are you going to do? You're going to check your email. Okay, so you're going to check your email and you're going to communicate with people via the email. Yeah, actually, I'm in communication Would you follow up, talk to people? Say you had a big event and you had a big success, or maybe a tough day and someone's bugging you at work. Are you going to call someone up and say, you know, this person's really driving me crazy? You're going to talk it out with someone? Okay, but you're going to talk it out. Okay, so you don't even get home. You have a tough day. On the way home, you're already calling people. Okay, okay. Okay, so you're on the phone, you're talking to people before you even get home. Now, Tiffany, maybe, and I'm going to see, we're going to say if you had a tough day, kind of draining day, things aren't going your way, you're having a tough time, or is the first thing you can do is call some friends and talk to them about it, or maybe, no, you're not. What would you do? Oh, you, that's a perfect answer. Okay. <laughs> this is the perfect introverted answer. Is Tiffany would take a bubble bath. Maybe light some candles. It would probably be perfect. Light some candles, <laughs> take a bubble bath, read a book in the, in the bath. It's probably a very perfect introverted answer. Um, so, so that's how you would gather your energy, right? You'd be more drained. you say, how do you gather energy? And it would be reading, having some alone time, bath, fireplace. All these things sound terrific, right? Where someone who's more extroverted, hey, you may like a bubble bath just like anyone. However, when you have a tough day, you would probably be, hey, let me talk it out with people. And probably if you had a success, probably the first thing you want to do is call a bunch of people and go out and spend time with people and that type of thing. Whereas you probably want to share your successes as well, but you just may want to call up one person. You may not want to go out and do something. Okay, this is, and this is how we gather our energy. So just think about jobs and think about a job that if you're really extroverted and you're required to get up in front of people and give presentations and always be out of your office and working with people, that would probably be a pretty draining job for someone who's an introvert. And probably if you had a job where you're just behind a computer and you're just not communicating with people, Lynn, you, you probably wouldn't like that job very much. It would be draining for you. At the end of the day, you'd say, boy, this is a long day. Do you agree? Okay, so you're still communicating. Right. So you're communicating with people. It's important to remember that, that these are a range of emotions. And sometimes everyone wants some downtime, regardless of how extroverted you are. You might need some peace and quiet. So this isn't to say that in every possible situation, you want to be with people, talking with people, sharing with people in an extroverted environment. However, it's just to say that you're more comfortable in an extroverted, extroverted type environment working with people and you gather more energy in that type of environment. So therefore, a job working with other people may be more comfortable because you're gathering more energy from that job. But I think anybody would be worn out if there was an endless litany of people coming by their office to chat and you would finally just want to close the door and get some work done or read or whatever. So it's, it's not to say that you're 100% any of these personality types. 
the next skill is going to be sensing and, and intuition. Now, this is kind of how you become aware of your world, how you gather information. Do you gather information using your senses, which are, you know, touch, smell, the things you see, the things you read? Is that how you gather information? Or is it from the sixth sense, that it's just your gut feeling that something is leading you to, to feel a certain way? Now, people who are sensing are people who rely on their, their, their senses, the things they read. They, they read a fact. That's the reality. Um, they're good at precise work. They're very realistic. These people, well, let, let me get to the intuitive side first, then I'll talk a little bit more about the sensing side. The intuitive people are people who see possibilities. Okay, sensing people very much see the world as it is. The intuitive people see the world as it can be. So those of you that are sensing people, you know how long it takes to get from your work to this classroom, right? And you know how many, you know, it's a certain number of stoplights, a certain number of miles that you could generalize will take a certain amount of time. Then you have to calculate in parking, right? And you get here on time. Those of you that are high on the intuitive scale, you may know how far it is to get, get here, and you, but you may be very optimistic and you may think, you know what, today will be my day. I will make it to class on time because I've been living right and I feel good about it and I will make every light and there will be a parking spot for me. These are the intuitive perceptions compared to the person who's more sensing. So as someone who's intuitive, you're looking at the possibilities um, as you gather information. So what are some intuitive type occupations? What do you think? Where you're looking at possibilities. Sure, maybe someone who's a fundraiser for charity or someone who works for a charity because you're looking at the greater good. You're looking at what this might do. Yeah, that's a great answer. And someone who's, yes, someone who's in business, maybe an entrepreneur. Um, they're looking at possibilities. Absolutely. Now, some people that are entrepreneurs are very sensing as well. They just look at the facts and, and they're very cut and dry on how they gather information. Well, what, what's a good sensing occupation? So uh, use your senses, the things you read, the things that you... A doctor, perhaps? Yeah, a doctor would be good. You, you gather information, you're narrowing things down based on what you feel, what you see, what the test says. I always remember um, the common doctor saying is if it looks like a zebra, it smells like a zebra, it's a zebra, right? But now in, the, in today's day and age with the internet, we all go on the internet and we diagnose ourselves with all kinds of wonderful <laughs> things, right? So we're being, the, you know, our own doctor, we're, you know, I'm Rob MD, you know, I'll go to WebMD and just figure out what I am. And, and I figure out I have some very rare something, right, that will take years to cure. And I go in and see a doctor, they use the facts, and they find out, they narrow things down in their mind, and they come up with a very simple solution. I take a little antibiotics, I'm all better, right? Because they say, you know, if it looks like a zebra, it smells like a zebra, it's probably a zebra, it's, you know, it's not a horse. Or if it looks like a horse, it's a horse and not a zebra. Nevertheless, it's, you're gathering information and you're not looking at the minute possibility, you're looking at just what you see right in front of you. And this leads to the next, the next scale, which is, what do we do with that information? Okay. So 
some people are very feeling and very thinking regarding what you do with information. So you gather information, but then you have to make a decision. Now, do you make a decision based on fairness, being tough-minded, being logical, or do you make a decision based on feelings? T are the, these are the thinking people. They can lay the hammer. They're very objective. They say, fair is fair. I'm sorry that I had to make this tough decision. It was a tough decision, but you know, you're fired. Because okay. that's what they have to do. The, you know, they fired the last person. Now they're going to fire you. That's the way it is. You know, we had, uh, they were building a road behind our house. And everyone in the community went and talked to the city council. They said, oh, please don't build the road 50 or 60 feet, whatever it was, behind the houses. There was a whole bunch of land over at UCI, and they said, build it on that land 100 feet away. It made perfectly good sense to all of us, because we were saying, great, I want my road 100 feet away, not 50 feet behind my house. And I just remember the thinking person who was the city councilman. He said, you know what? This is the deal. The people over in this neighborhood of Irvine, they have a street 40 feet behind their house. And this other area of, of Irvine, this older area of Irvine, they have a street 45 feet behind their house. They, uh, they say, you should be lucky that this is going to be 50 feet. You got an extra five feet. You got, you got a 10% better than the people over in that other neighborhood. And it was just funny, I just thought, this is great for my class, because he's basically saying, those other folks that, when they built Irvine 30 years ago, whatever it was, they're pretty screwed. They got a really bad deal. And if they got a bad deal, like, my goodness, you're going to get a bad deal, too. Because <laughs> it was logical, right? It was, it, was, it, was, it was fair. I have the same deal as someone else that lives in Irvine. Not, not looking at the possibilities, but looking at, hey, it's fair, so that's the way it goes. Now, the next thing is feeling. Now this guy wasn't a feeling type person. He wasn't saying, well, you know, I'll be, I, I don't want to make that tough decision because all the people in that community will be very angry with me and that will, that will make me disappointed and, and I, may, I, I may not be able to sleep tonight. No, he, he wasn't worried about harmony. He was saying fairness. Now these people care about harmony and they're worried about how other people feel. Now, you could always tell whether you're a sensing person or a thinking person, or excuse me, a thinking person or a feeling person. You could always tell if you're a thinking person or a feeling person based on the Thanksgiving test. Okay, so we don't even have to take the Myers-Briggs test. You could take the Thanksgiving test, and this is how you know what your personality type is. So tell me, you don't even have to tell me who's a high F. Um, or high T, because I could figure it out with a Thanksgiving test. How many of you guys do Thanksgiving with multiple families? So you eat more turkey than you would ever want to in a lifetime <laughs> or two, because you have to go around to three different families or two different families, and then there's, you know, your parents and the in-laws or the boyfriends or girlfriends, or whatever. You got to drive all over town, and then you get stuck on the 91 freeway, which, you know, is the slowest freeway in the history of the world, and you're actually have to wait for, uh, for the tectonic plates to move you towards the next house you're going to go eat turkey in. <laughs> that you're waiting for continental drift to move you because there's so much traffic on the 91. I'm familiar with this because I've, I've done this before. Um, 
How many people spend multiple, go to multiple houses on Thanksgiving? Let me show hands. Okay, so you can relate, right? Now, have you been doing this for a while? What, what's your name back? Okay, Blair, have you been doing this for a while going to multiple families? Okay. Okay. Okay, you have to. Yeah. Okay, so, by the way, are you a T or an F? Okay, so you're an F. So an F perception, an F way of viewing this would be you have to go to both families, like you said, that someone would be angry if you didn't go, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's like my mom makes me go to hers, but I'd rather go to my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll edit this, okay? I'll edit this so that nobody knows. Okay, so, so okay. So you're going to both. And normally the, the thing about that is, is we go to more than one family because we feel that we have to because one person will be angry. If, like if you said, Blair, if you said, okay, Mom, love you, but you know, I'm going to do Thanksgiving with Dad, and I'll do Christmas with you. What do you think? Well, no. She'd say no. <laughs> but I mean, that would step Dad. It would be easier on me. Right. It would be easier on you, but w would she be upset? And would you would you be disappointed that would you be a little sad that, that she's disappointed with you? Yeah. Okay. I feel bad. Okay. Um, and and even another case that, that is common with Thanksgiving is people say, you know what, Thanksgiving, I'll do the weekend before Thanksgiving with one parent, and I'll do the next I'll do Thanksgiving with the other parent. What do you think of that scenario? Yeah. Okay. So it ne <laughs> it would never happen. Okay. Okay. Now someone who's a high T. You're a high T and you're a high thinking person. Okay, Clint, right? Okay, you've done that. Okay, Clint's such a high T. Now, I already know, because this is a Thanksgiving test and it always works. I know when you were listening to Blair, I could actually hear what you were thinking in your head. It was coming out of it was coming out of ears. You were thinking she was saying when I said, you know, Thanksgiving one Christmas the other, and she said, Oh, you know, that'd be really hard because she'd be disappointed. I knew you were saying too bad. I heard it. I heard it. Wait. Because to the thinking person, it's like, hey, that's fair, so that's too bad, right? Weren't you kind of thinking that? I thought so. Okay, I thought I heard that. Because um, someone who's a high T, it's like, well, you know what? It's fair. They create the logic in their mind, whatever that logic is, and you implement the plan. And you try to be fair. It's not to be rude. You're not going to say, hey, you know, I like spending time with Dad better, so it's like too bad for Mom, you know? It's like, you know, you want to allow, you know, throw a bone but you'll do it on your terms, right? Okay. So do you go to one, how many families do you go to? You used to go to four. And what did you do about that? How did you resolve that? Okay. So you worked it out. Okay. Okay. I, um, I know I'm a fairly high T. And after like that explanation of being on the 91 freeway waiting for the, the earth to actually shift so I can make it out to my parents live by Ontario Airport at the time, um, it, it, it was, I, I, I recall just saying, I'm, I'm just never doing this again. And this is the way it's going to be. And I was telling my wife, this is what we're doing. We're not going out there anymore on Thanksgiving. We're going to do Thanksgiving with one family and we'll do Christmas with my, my folks or Christmas Eve or whatever that holiday may have been. And she was like, well, what about your grandfather? He's really old. I said, you know, I hope he makes it to Christmas because <laughs> I can't take the traffic on the 91. <laughs> so, 
Okay. So that was the thing in the feeling. I was the thinking person. She was the feeling person on that one. Now, the next scale is going to be uh, how you make sense of the world, how you organize things, and how you organize your world. Are you in a... In, are you going to be in a job that's very, very organized and you're an unorganized person and so it's not consistent with your personality or are you very structured and, and you're in a job that hopefully will be very structured? But the, the P's, the perceiving people, are people who are very unstructured. They're very flexible, organized. They go with the flow. How many P's do we have in here, people that are high P's? Okay. What, what do we got? What do you got for a P? What do you got? What did you say? 20, okay. Okay. Anybody higher? What do, what do you, around 12, you said? Okay. Anybody around 20-ish, around that range? No? Okay. Um, 20p. So the, the, that, that's fairly high. Nobody's higher than a, than a 20. Okay. Um, okay, these are the people that, th th this is going to be the shoes test for, by the way, for the, the P and the J. So we'll be able to organize that, or the closet test. There's so many tests for these P's and these, these, these J's. But the people that are perceiving people, the people that, you know, these people open up, they, they don't read the instructions. They really don't know what instructions are. They, they open up a box and you just jump right into things. Some of you might be able to relate to that. that that's, that's the perceiving person. They're just much, much less organized. They go with the flow. When you go on vacation and you're, when, when you're a perceiving person, you perceiving person, and you go on vacation, you want to go there and check things out. You don't want a firm plan. You might want to be able to talk to some locals and see what's the great restaurant to go to, right? Okay, that, that's the perceiving person. You, so you go with flow. You, you go there and you say, what looks like a popular place? What looks like a nice place that, that, that'll work? And then you go with that. So you use your intuition, but then you're flexible enough to go there. Now, someone who's a judging person, these are the J's. These people are very structured. They are the planners. They're the people who like organization. They prefer structure. They're the people, you open the box, they don't even take stuff out except for the instructions. They're the... <laughs> They're the opposite of the P's. And they sit down and they start reading. My wife is a high J and I'm a high P. And I'm a perceiving person. I start asking questions about it. And she doesn't let me get near the box. She takes the instructions out. She sits down. It's like a good book to her. You know? And I start asking her questions. So what about this? What about it? And she's like, I'm only on page three. You're going to have to wait. I'm reading the instructions. So that's the judging people. They're much more structured. Now, these people... Who's a high J? Hi J, Tiffany. I saw. Hi J, are you 20-ish? What, what are you looking at, J? 12. What are you looking at? You're a high J. Okay, I'm gonna go with you. You're shaking your head. When I was saying stuff, you're shaking your head back there, Denise, right? Yeah. Okay. And I, we'll see how that how this comes out. I'll ask you guys. Uh, when you go on vacation, I ask you, Denise. When you go on vacation. I was saying the best part of vacation for someone who's a P is just the experience, experiencing things. I think I heard, when I was saying that, I think I heard something coming out of your mind. Were you saying the best part of vacation was the planning? I heard the planning down here. You love the planning of it? Going on the internet, seeing pictures, maybe reading about it, getting a book about the location that you're going to. That's usually the person you're shaking your head. A lot of you people that are the J's are shaking your head. Yes, yes, it's, it's the planning is terrific. 
Excuse me? Oh, that's too stressful? <laughs> so someone, someone who's a high P who just says, hey, I found a great deal, last minute vacation to Jamaica. And let's get on a plane, and when is it? It's tomorrow. That just, it's just very stressful, that thought. It's very stressful, okay. Where some people think that's terrific. They'll just go, and they'll go with the flow, and meet people, and exciting new, new things. Now, people who are judging, they like planning, they like organizing, so they like structured jobs. Uh, what's a structured job? That's someone who would be a J. Oh, that'd be a great one, librarian. Who said the librarian? That, terrific. Yeah, librarian. That'd be a very good structured job. Because I can't imagine someone who's a P, not very structured, saying, well, this book's about the same size as that book. Let's just throw it in there. Right? You probably want to use some structure to that job. That makes a lot of sense. Um, what's, a what's a job that might work well, work well for someone who's a P, high perceiving person? An artist, sure. Less structure. They get up when they want to get up and work. Sure. Sure, that'd work well. My, my neighbor, he's an illustrator. And he's very unstructured. He gets up when he gets up, and I see him taking jogs in the middle of the day. He says he takes a nap every day. He's, he, he's got a great, great life, you know. Uh, but it must be stressful because he doesn't know when the money's coming in. He's not, doesn't have everything all lined up. But he's okay with that because he's a high P. What might be another high, high um, P job? Very unstructured. Professional athlete, perhaps. Professional athlete, there is some structure to that. Yeah, high P. You're saying personal care and service? I don't know, but that's probably all of your personality type, all your combined personality type there. Um, usually it's something where you make your own hours. You don't have to follow a lot of directions. Sometimes sales, people that are in sales, they're fairly unstructured. They go in when they want to go in. They're always on the golf course. Those are people that are sometimes P's, works well for someone who's a perceiving person. Now, the test for the people who are, are P's and J's are, are, I always say what you do with your shoes. So, what do you do with your shoes when you get home? What was your name again? Sophie, what do you do with your shoes when you get home? So you, shoe rack, wow, that is, that's terrific. So see, you are a high J. So you have a shoe rack in your closet, so you get home and you put them in the shoe rack. Now, someone who's a high P, and who's a high P's right here? High P? What do you do with your shoes? Where do they go when you, when you, wherever? Wherever, so Ronnie's saying wherever you're sitting, you're saying, a, a lot of the common answer is usually where, wherever they come off is where they go. And usually the person who's the high J is like, it only takes an extra second to go put them away, right? Uh, yes. Right. Oh my God, yes. Opposites. Opposites clearly attract. You know the uh, the people who are 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 very extroverted. They tend to. Th there's a book called The Five Love Languages, and the guy talks about how we initially when we meet each other we try to compensate. And if you're very into, you have very high uh, introverted. You'll go out with someone who might be a very high extrovert, and you just sit there and you just listen to them talk, and and that was and you probably at the end of the day go, this is terrific because I didn't have to say a thing, and 
I was very comfortable. And the other person is going, this was the best date of my life. <laughs> the person just listened to me talk. What a great, what a great person. Which is wonderful when you're dating and then all of a sudden you're married and the person doesn't listen to a thing you say and, and, and you wish they'd let you get a word in edgewise. That's so really funny. But, but opposites definitely attract. And I've been trying to convince my wife for the last 10 years that this is just my personality type. So my underwear does belong on the floor in the middle of the house. <laughs> so I've been trying, but it doesn't work. The personality style doesn't work. But you know, I've learned over the years. And this is the thing. With marriage, I've learned over the years that how to just tell my wife when she, when she says, come on over here, i got to show you something uh, in the house, when she's had some time alone at home, I've learned. I just say, oh, that is great, honey. That is so nice. Because she always tries to organize my world. Because uh, uh, she's a high J, so she thinks it's terrific. And I've just learned to say, that's great, honey. Because I, 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 I used to say, you know, you're you're really wreaking havoc on my world because I don't need a box next to the door for my shoes and, and all these different things. Uh, but I've learned that it's just, yes, honey, that's great. So recently I came home, and I had to take pictures of it because I came home, my wife gave me the, Rob, you got to see this. And I sort of took a deep breath, put a big smile on my face, and said, yes, honey, what is it? And she showed me. And she went, to, uh, she showed me the... <laughs> She showed me the closet, and, and, and she said, look at this. Look what I got. It, and she had all white hangers. The, uh, you can probably see that, all white hangers in the closet. And she had my dresser in the, in the closet. Everything was away, beautiful, and everything was stacked up. And I noticed there was labels on, on these things. And I said, this is, is, and I looked at her, and I said, oh, this is great. Thank you so much. That's what I said, because that's really the only answer. And, and, I, and I looked and I said, what did you label? This is great. And the first thing is, I looked at it and first thing said, bo boxers and biking shorts. I actually have a, a drawer. And I couldn't believe it, that, that this is what my world has come to. And I looked next to it and there, there you go. Shonies, yeah, that's, that's, that's my world. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference between a, a high P and a high J right there. Thank you.